Taylor Ball here. One of the first pets I ever had was a beautiful bluefish, and my sister Sarah had a similar fish, but it was red. We had picked them out at the pet store because they had long, flowy tails and their scales were vibrant colors. To us, they were the best fish in the pet store. Downright beautiful. We decided to buy them, and it wasn't until we were at the checkout that we realized what type of fish they were. Betta fish, aka Siamese fighting fish. We bought them, and I hate to say it, but within two days, they were dead. So here's Taylor's take on having strange pets. Let's get this ball rolling. For those of you who don't know, Siamese fighting fish are vicious, aggressive, and territorial. When someone's in their turf, they fight to kill. According to a quick Wikipedia search, they have been historically used as the objects of gambling. People would put two in a small tank and bet on which fish would win. Truly a perfect addition to any family home. <laughs> Even though the fighting fish would be a bit more challenging than, you know, say a goldfish, we bought them and got a small clear glass bowl for each of them. The bowls weren't much bigger than a typical cereal bowl, and we filled the bottom of each with colored rocks. Blue rocks for my blue fish, red rocks for Sarah's red fish. As you can see, we put a lot of thought into the tank's aesthetic. Our two fish bowls had a special spot on a shelf in our room. I remember being so excited to have my own pet fish. My very own pet. We named them Flotsam and Jetsam. They were named after the evil eels in The Little Mermaid. I'm pretty sure my parents came up with the name, but in retrospect, it's pretty witty. Now, I didn't realize this, but having a pet comes with a lot of rules. No touching the fish, no feeding the fish, no putting stuff in the fishbowl, no, no, no. But, you know, Sarah and I, we followed the rules and quietly watched Flotsam and Jetsam in their tanks. And guess what? Nothing happened. The fish hardly moved. In case you're considering getting a fish, I'll let you in on a secret. Fish are pretty darn boring. So, we were left to our own devices, and we started thinking of ways to make this a little more interesting. One of us, I can't remember who, had the genius idea of putting the two fish bowls together, and BAM! Things got a whole lot more interesting. The fish began ramming into the glass trying to fight each other. The water was a flurry of fins and scales, and utter chaos. And then we'd pull the bowls apart, and the fish calmed down almost instantly. As the curious kids we were, we pushed them back together. Fight club, once again! <laughs> we started sneaking into our room so we could watch the fish fight. Now, our fish were no longer boring. <laughs> now, unfortunately, by the end of the weekend, we found them belly up. Both fish were dead. Presumably from the severe brain damage caused from ramming their little heads repeatedly into a wall of glass. We had a funeral. Small. No guests showed up. As I said, our fish didn't really get along with others. In retrospect, the whole situation was pretty cruel. But hey, we were young. We didn't know what we were doing. And we gotta admit, it was pretty funny watching them swim into the glass. But please don't report us to any animal rights groups. That summer, we went to visit my grandparents. Their house overlooks a lake, specifically the swampy end of a lake. We were always thrilled to visit them because, well, reason number one, who doesn't love spending time with their grandparents? And reason number two, we could go frog catching. As kids, Sarah and I would always be catching little critters. Bugs and little fish, you know, that type of thing. But our favorite thing to catch was frogs. Why frogs? First, anyone can catch a bug, but a frog? Nope, that requires skill, talent, frog catching talent. And that we had plenty. And second, 
frogs are a ton of fun. At my grandparents, we would wake up early, grab our fishnets, and go wait by the water. We would sit still and quietly scan the murky waters for the telltale signs of a frog. I'll let you in on a little secret. The easiest way to spot a frog is to look for their heads floating above the water. Their little heads look like small sticks poking out of the water. Well, small sticks with eyes. Once we spotted a frog, we would whisper to the other, Sarah, I see one. And then we would pounce. We were really good at catching them. I could even catch them with my bare hands if one of our nets broke. I know, I'm impressive. Now, this is the part of the story that gets a little more weird. We would catch these frogs and we'd play with them. You know, make a house for them to live in, have frog races to see which frogs would jump the fastest or the farthest, all pretty normal stuff. But my sister and I also had frog stacking competitions. Yep, frog stacking. Django with frogs. You're probably wondering, how the heck do you stack live frogs? Don't worry, we didn't kill them. They were still alive by the end of it. We simply put them to sleep. Here's another little secret. I'm giving away lots. If you flip a frog over and rub its belly, it gets hypnotized and doesn't move. I don't know why this happens, and at the time I didn't really care. Remember, I was young and had just killed two fish earlier that year. Anyway, once you hypnotize a frog, you can put it down and not worry about it hopping away. A very useful trick for any fellow frog catchers out there. Sarah and I would fill our buckets and catch as many frogs as we could, and then we would see who could make the biggest frog tower. It's a lot harder than it sounds. The first few frogs are easy. You rub their bellies and they fall asleep. Put the biggest frog on the bottom, belly up, and then add a smaller frog on top. And repeat. Simple in theory. But it takes a while to hypnotize a frog. Once you're a few frogs high, the bottom frog wakes up and finds himself buried under a pile of other frogs. And reasonably, he tries to escape. Anyway, it's challenging. I have to say, Sarah is the frog stocking champion with a current record of seven frogs. Cue the applause. Until recently, I didn't realize how odd frog catching and frog stacking was. I thought every kid did it, but nope. <laughs> so that's my take on having strange pets. What do you think? Did you have any weird pets as a kid? Any bizarre stories? I want to hear your thoughts, but for now, I gotta bounce.